Hello, hello, and welcome to Your Life Against the Grain, the show where we interview those who take risks and accomplish only what some dream. Scott and Abby here. Here we go. Chase, welcome to the show. So glad to have you here today. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you for joining us, Chase. A lot of people want to know, who is Chase Kaiser? Well, he is a serial entrepreneur, Texas gangsta, family man, and lover of Jesus Christ. Chase is the owner of five real estate companies, KO Customs, Abilene Custom Homes, NGOTT, Prodigal Restored Properties, and Kaiser Residential Appraisals. He is also the owner and face of Gaines Supplements, a high-quality supplement company that produces results, a.k.a. Gaines. (laughs) That's a lot going on we can see with your life. So tell us, what's been the biggest motivation for you to live this life against the grain? Uh, I just always kind of felt called to do it. Um, You know, everybody has a gift, you know, I think some people are called to be, you know, just average and good. And maybe God doesn't um, necessarily call them for a lot and they live up to that. They, you know, kind of met their goals for him. And I think some people are meant to be great. And if you're not, you know, what you're called to be, then you're not living up to your, you know, your potential. So I just always felt called to do a lot. I've always had a, a high work capacity and just felt like, I'm not working for the Lord. I'm I'm just being lazy. And even if I have a little downtime, I may work probably too much. Or I know my wife says that. I feel like that's what I'm good at. And that's what I'm supposed to do. Oh, yeah. He's given you a lot of talents and you're producing fruit. I'm trying. Yeah, Chase, when I look at this list of things that you're involved in, and I don't really completely understand all of them. Uh, it is definitely impressive, but I also know that it's probably very difficult to juggle that many hat, that many hats. And, um, I mean, I, one of my questions is, you know, what gets you up in the morning to get you going and to do that? Uh, I'm a pretty routine person. You know, I like to wear the same shirts and shorts and shoes and just like, I just like to do that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously I, I kind of felt like, just coming from a, a coach and teacher as parents, you know, not a lot there. I mean, my mom, the house she grew up in, they had dirt floors. So, you know, just that one generation's come a long way. So I just kind of felt like somebody had to change that family tree and you can hope something happens, like you win the lottery, but I don't buy lottery tickets. So I figured I just needed to do it. The generations yeah. that come, I would say, is what, what really motivates me. Wow. That's... That's awesome. Did I did I hear you say correctly that your mother had dirt floor in her home? She had what? Yeah, she had. They had a. There was eight total siblings. Uh, she's from New Mexico, and one of the houses they grew up in for an extended period of time was like half regular floor, and then half of it was like just a dirt floor. And her three wow. brothers in high school shared a queen size bed, and they were in high school were six 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 four and six one all large humans. So, I mean, what, what can I complain about? You know? Yeah. And they all went on to be very successful too. So yeah, just, I just feel like there's too many excuses to be made. 
that's cool and, and hard to hear at the same time. But, uh, you know, it's the question I always ask is compared to what, you know, and compared to that, we all got it pretty easy, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously in this journey uh, of living, you know, doing things differently, um, we often say that if you follow the herd, you will be slaughtered. Um, what we mean by that is, is, you know, if you do what everybody else is doing, you're just going to get their same results. That being said, you know that along this journey, there's some challenges. And, you know, I know a little bit about your story and your knee surgery and, and your mother passing away. Uh, would you mind sharing with us how, what you did to overcome some of those things? Yeah. So in 2000, 2009, um, and even before then, you know, probably several years before, I was obsessed with powerlifting. I mean, obsessed. It was my life. I competed at nationals. I'd, you know, gone over the country to compete. Um, I was really coming into my own and I was still very young, you know, 22, 23. I'd already won a nationals and I was just, I loved it. And powerlifting don't make any money. It wasn't like, you know, even now, I think I've seen a couple clips on ESPN of stuff that's happened. You know, and this was 10 years before. It's like nobody cared. Social media, now you'll see a lot of people. And just back then, no one cared, but I cared. And so it just made it like, it's just, I did it because I loved it, not because I could make money or it was cool or anything like that. I was just so passionate about it. And I think I got a little too obsessed with it. I know I did. I mean, if it was Christmas Day and I was supposed to bench. I had a key to a gym somehow. I had people to help me that probably didn't want to be there to help me. And I did. I just never miss. I'm so consistent with everything. And in 2009, November 11th, my mom died. She passed away with cancer. Uh, that actual year was pretty brutal. I got married in January, you know, which is great. And my aunt that was at the wedding, who's my mom's sister, she died a month after our wedding. She had stage four cancer for 10 years. She's one of the longest survivors with stage four ever. My wife's grandmother that was at the wedding, who was completely fine, had a brain tumor we didn't know about, and she was dead two months later. Then on my way home in July, uh, after I got called that my mom got diagnosed, my grandmother died, who was my mom's mom. And then my mom ended up passing away in November. And both our dogs that we had since the fourth grade and my turtle died. So it was like a, <laughs> it was a little bit Oh weird. my goodness. The first year of marriage is already, you know, it's, it can be rough. We moved to a town, you know, up Brockwall we weren't from and just all that stuff cascaded on us. And you're just almost like, what's next? Yeah. So just trying to keep moving on. I'm still powerlifting. We'd gone to nationals. I just got back and I was getting ready for another meet. And I ended up racing a guy at our gym. I was a lot more muscular then and stronger. And I hadn't run in years. Lined up, raced him. Both my patella tendons tore, which is essentially what holds your kneecap down. So like my kneecaps are up in my pockets. And when those tear, you know, people are like, oh, I tore my ACL or what. It's like, no. Like when those tear, you cannot walk. You physically cannot lift your leg to move it. I mean, I would have been in a wheel. If this was like 100 years ago, I'd been in a wheelchair. Mm. So I got my, op my double operation on those November 4th, 2010, exactly one year to the day, my mother's death. And then my therapist, two months later, re-ruptured my left tendon. So me and one other guy are the only two people in medical history that had three below the knee patella tendon ruptures. So I had to learn how to walk again, and uh, it was not fun. My wife had to bathe me. And, yeah, I think before, I'm a real strong, very independent, right. power lifter, you know, muscular guy. And then 
in a matter of months, my wife is having to wipe my butt, put me in the shower. <laughs> Tell us more about that. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, 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 I'll get a separate podcast with her on that. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was brutal. And my dad, I remember my dad said, right when it happened, he said, this will either make y'all or break y'all. Just mm. with all the other stuff that happened. And she was there the whole way. So it, was, hmm. it would have been impossible to do my own. Like I so said, I couldn't get up out of a chair just because you can't lift your legs up. So had to learn how to walk in uh, rehab. I'm still not 100%, but just who I am, I'm, it's not going to stop me. So I'll figure it out somehow. Thanks for sharing that, man. Those are some, that's, it sounds like a, a pretty tough year. You know, it's when those kind of things come, that's really when it tests who we are, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, sometimes even question our own, you know, what God, what God is doing. Is he really in charge of what's going on here? Yeah, I definitely um, have some questions when I get up there for him, but I'm one of those people <laughs> that, you know, I always think it could be worse. I Even yes. when I got hurt, I kept saying so they can always, I could have got blown up in Iraq. I don't have any legs. Well, yeah. I mean, there's just, there's always things that can be worse. And, I, you know, you just can't feel sorry for yourself. It just, you can't do it. Or you can, but mm-hmm. it's not going to end well. So for you or those around you. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, like we talked about, you don't know why this is happening, but God didn't give you more than what you could handle. But still, it was definitely the most challenging time of your life. Oh, for sure. Without question. So uh, I know you talked earlier about things that you like to do in your day, like wearing the same T-shirts. Um, we want to know what other habits that you've implemented in your life that have been game changers. I would say... I know this is kind of not quite that sort of like tithing. I think tithing is a game changer. You know, it's the only thing that God tells us he will bless you. I think some people kind of get a little twisted up because he doesn't say he'll bless you financially. I know a lot of people correlate it to that. But if God says, if you do this, I will bless you, whether it's happiness, good sleep, good marriage, health. I don't care. I will take it all day. So that is something we've done since we got married. I did it before I got married. I will always do it. And I, I think it's been part of the success that we've had. Uh, other thing, again, I'm a very consistent person. It's not uh, a get rich quick. It's not easy. I mean, sometimes lots of times I've woken up at three o'clock in the morning thinking, what did I just do? What, you know, just almost second guessing myself. And you just got to kind of talk yourself back and have confidence in yourself. But I'm a, just a super consistent person. I'm also very self-aware. That has come a little bit later, um, you know, last few years of my life, just knowing I'm really good at this, but I am not good at this. And I think too many people always want to just seem like they know what they're doing, fake it until you make it. And I think that's a disaster waiting to happen. Uh, you're just setting yourself up, not, not even to look foolish, just to fail, to, you know, cause yourself a problem. So being self-aware and then being patient. I'm an extremely impatient person in traffic. I'm extremely patient with investments. So <laughs> <laughs> I think those, those three things, consistency, patience, and self-awareness, are my, those are my three like, favorite words that I just I live by. And I think they're good for any business. Any business, you need to have that. Like I said, there's, it would be great to just hit some big, you know, buy Bitcoin and then sell it off. But it just, there's so many people and it just so rarely happens. We always hear those stories, 
Mm-hmm. Or you hear someone, you know, got famous overnight, but it's like it took them 20 to 30 years to get there to then have that moment to do that. And mm-hmm. right. my kid, you know, he's in there making a YouTube video. He wants to be YouTube famous. And I'm just like, hey, you just got to start pumping out content. He's eight. Yeah. You know, he's already put out YouTube videos and he's got 50 views in like two weeks or whenever he made his channel. <laughs> but again, so cool, man. Content out. Just start, just do the stuff you like and just keep, you know, you're not going to have a million followers next week. If you get one a week or one a month, great. Right. Growing. Small victories. Small victories. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. And I think uh, it kind of makes me have some other questions. You know, first of all, you talked about self-awareness and, do you mind sharing a little bit uh, more about what that, how that happened? Because I completely agree, but it took me forever to become more self-aware that I could say, you know what, this isn't my skill set. So either I get a partner or I get someone that does know how to do that. I always thought I could do everything. And I ended up you know, not doing some things very well at all. Yeah. So just tell, you know, if you don't mind just sharing a little bit about what what you mean by self-awareness and how that happened? I think part of it is just setting aside pride. You know, I think this is kind of more of a masculine thing is just, I don't want to say I can't go fix the water heater. You know, I said, my dad was a football coach. He didn't fix a single thing in our house. He didn't work on cars. He didn't do anything like that. He always paid someone to do it. And so I knew, I didn't know how to fix anything. I didn't know how to do carpentry. I didn't, I don't know anything about cars. And, you know, Abby lived in the very first rent house I ever purchased, which I did. <laughs> A few things on there. I'll get stories about that that you don't know about. That'll be later in the podcast. (laughs) I got stories. Yeah, I'm sure they got stories. Um, Now, what you're saying, you know, I it was costing me money and all these things, and it's like, well, why? Well, you're being too prideful. You don't want to admit you can't do this, or you know, you just think you got it all figured out. And that was kind of just, you know, I kind of felt a little weighing on God too, just like, hey, you're doing good, but you can't do it all. You know, yeah, and so that's kind of what you just said. I, I got partners that were better at some of the things I'm not better at, had a better eye for this, better eye for that. I'm always growing and learning, but I've also grown and learned because of some of the partnerships I've had, and, and they were able to teach me more about framing and about the plumbing and, and things like that that I didn't know. And then some of it came along with experience. You know, the best education is not necessarily the one you pay for at college. It's all the mistakes you make <laughs> and you, you do pay for them financially. <laughs> yeah. I call those seminars. Yeah. Seminars. I put on a lot of seminars with just myself. <laughs> so yeah. a lot of yelling and whimpering after. So uh, that's a great connection there, Chase, because uh, I think you're right. You know, uh, it just, as I look into myself and, and what I actually found out is that, you know, I have team members around me too, is that I was actually making them weaker because I didn't allow them to really rise up. And that was probably connected to pride because I wanted to be the man. So those, so I didn't allow those people to grow up, which was a big mistake for an entrepreneur because mm-hmm. the only way for me to really grow and scale is to have those team members or, uh, or partners that uh, everybody's sitting in the right seat on the right bu- in the bus. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So next question, are you a book man? Do you like to read or you do podcasts or audiobooks or what, where do you get fed? I only read one book. <laughs> <laughs> and what is that? I do like podcasts. I do like podcasts. 
And if it pertains to business, typically it's, I'm a question person. Uh, someone described me to somebody else as I'm very forward, which I thought was kind of funny because like I just told y'all, you can ask me any question you want and I will answer truthfully. I like to ask questions. My brain is numbers. Tons of people are almost offended about numbers, chemicals, mm-hmm. thoughts, what, and that's just how my mind works. And I usually preface people with, you don't have to answer any of my questions, but like, what does this cost? How did you like, I just want to know, I want to figure it out from a business standpoint, but my mind in business is numbers. So I do listen to podcasts, you know, more for, I'd say entertainment, but as far as business goes, I find people that have more wisdom than me. And I'm like, I don't want your money. I don't want you to hand me something. I just want wisdom. Like if you give me the wisdom, I can, you know, skip a year of mistakes and I'll do it myself. Yeah. And usually when you approach people like that, they're kind of like, hmm, wait, what? You know, because, you know, certain people get to a certain stature and everyone just wants a handout from them. And if I'm, I just want wisdom. Let me, let me buy you lunch, you know, and then just let me ask you some questions. And that's all I want from you is just, just like pour into me wisdom so I can go use it. And I've found that that works out very well. And I have, you know, watched some podcasts and uh, some Gary Vaynerchuk and there's, you know, some other guys out there. There are definitely some guys I like. I kind of felt like there was a, you know, the old saying, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And I feel like some people, they combine ways and that makes it harder. You know, they like this part or that part. They, they like too many things from too many people. And I kind of felt like I needed to figure out the way that was best for me to do it. And then once I ran into those problems, go seek advice. And sometimes I have gotten answers from, you know, a podcast or something, just randomly watching. I'm like, oh, and just the light bulb goes off and it really resonates with me. But usually the I watch Joe Rogan's and some of those guys and nice. for entertainment purposes, I would say. Read the Bible. Just read yeah, I get the, the most wisdom. Soak yes. it up. And uh, we know you have a lot of wisdom. That's why we have you on the show. Uh, want to let our audience hear more advice from you. So we just want to know if you have one piece of advice to our entrepreneur uh, audience or you know high achieving audience members. What would you tell them? Uh, I would say the, the three things I said earlier: just become self aware. Just if you can't be honest with yourself then you can't be honest with anybody. Just really, what am I good at? What am I not good at? And just go after the things you're really good at. doesn't mean you can't improve the, you know, the not good side, but just, I mean, lift those good features up and go with them and then find people around you that can help be consistent. It is, uh, it's a patience game for sure. And I would say the last, you know, thing for me was just, I, I never, and, and I don't know who said this first, it definitely wasn't me, but I'm either winning or learning. I'm not a loser. Losers quit, give up, roll over, die. I'm a cockroach. You cannot <laughs> mentally, emotionally. I've been through a lot, but there are people who've gone through way worse than me. And so I realized that I will never, ever, ever stop. I've had some just terrible business stuff happen, personal, all that. And okay, put your big boy pants on. I don't care what happened. I'm here to work now. Keep the emotions at home and come to work to work. But uh I really think just, you know, I'll give you an example. The first house I flipped, we broke even. The second house I flipped, and this took place over like a year and a half. And these were probably eight week projects. It took a year and a half to do these two houses. Just, I mean, horrendous job for multiple reasons. 
First one broke even, second one lost four thousand dollars, third one made thirty-seven. So don't give up. Like it's you're not gonna hit a home run the first time, and maybe you do hit a home run the first time. That does not mean you're not gonna run into some serious issues. You know, you just just gotta understand that it's there's some rough stuff. Everybody just looks at the upside and they don't look at the down, and you have to be aware of both. Just don't quit. There's there's a lot of rough time. I mean, even now with COVID, I mean, who would have saw COVID coming? There's some massive, you know, successful companies having lots of problems, and you'll see the survivors. There'll be some people that come out of this and just get stronger, and there'll be some people that crumble because they weren't prepared for the worst. So I'm always prepared for the worst. Mm-hmm. You know, expect the strikeouts, but don't be quitting the game and yeah. uh, just yeah, live that cockroach life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you got to wonder, Chase, how many people would have given up after the first flip or oh, given yeah. up after the second flip and flipped out and, on the third. <laughs> yeah, um, because you know, going back to some of the words you use, patience, consistency, and self awareness, I would say has to do with you know, I must be doing something wrong, so let me find someone else can help me maybe tweak what I'm doing so that on the third one, I can make some more money, 37 grand. And you remember those are like, those are seminars, right? Seminar one, seminar two. I guess what I'm saying is too, is that how that self-awareness plays into that? Because if you were um, like, well, you are stubborn, but a good stubborn um, and otherwise, huh? I can be bad stubborn too. So, well, I'm sure you can. It's it's like kryptonite, man. It can be your kryptonite. It can be your strongest power. But you know the patience and the consistency. Um, you know Zig Ziglar talks about persistent consistency, and just got to just keep at it and keep at it. And you know, just like your what a story of your son. You know, doing uh, YouTube videos at eight years old. And it doesn't matter what happens right now. It's like he's taking action mm-hmm. and eventually it's going to turn into something that's just going to blow everybody's socks off. And, but if you never get started, how do you ever get there? Exactly. Uh, that's, I will kind of like go a little more on that point is lots of people will criticize. And that, that's one of the hardest parts is you'll have family members or friends or whatever. Everyone knows how to do it better than you. Everyone knows how to do it better than you. But if they're not doing it, they can shut the people <laughs> up. And Put a cork in it. Saying with people is they know how to do this. This is how you do that. It's like, hey, I'm sure somebody had the idea for Uber, but they didn't execute. So you know what they had an idea for? Nothing. So there are a lot of Monday morning quarterbacks, but only listen to the people who have been there, done that. Like I said, you'll have lots of friends giving you advice. And they have no investment properties. They have a job, yeah. a regular job with a regular paycheck. And maybe they, they are smart and, and, and know some of the things. But if you're not in it consistently, you don't you don't need to be giving advice. And you don't need to be listening to advice. You know, go talk to people that have done it, lost, won, the whole shebang, and listen to those people. Yeah, so true, man. So true. And good advice. You know, really what we're trying to do in this show, uh, Your Life Against Rain, is just kind of peel back the entrepreneur mind, like what it takes when you use words like self-awareness, I think is it's such a good one. The self-awareness piece is not always a uh, focus, patience, consistency. I'm either winning or learning. Those are, I mean, those are just like key takeaways, man. And 
I just appreciate for you that you are willing to open up and share with others because the reality is I know you believe and I believe and Abby believes that anybody can be, can mm-hmm. blaze their own path and look where you come from as you shared with us. I know where I come from. I know where Abby kind of comes from. Anybody can do this if they're willing to use some of the things that you mentioned, self-awareness, patience, consistency, don't get up. When you get your butt knocked down, you get back up and you keep getting back up. Absolutely. I know you've shared a lot, but we wanted to know if there's anything that you didn't get a chance to share with us that you'd like to. I think I've kind of done it all, you know, maybe there's some more, but it's just a long <laughs> road. I mean, it's, I don't ever want to retire. You know, I've, yeah. I guess one thing I, I could share is um, foregoing certain things when you can afford them. I mean, I drove this. My dad bought me a truck when I was going to my senior year of high school. I drove that truck for 13 years. I could have easily gotten another truck that was much nicer. There were I cannot tell you how many times I saw nicer trucks or vehicles that wanted to get one. And I just didn't. You know, you you just got to be patient with some of that stuff. And uh, man, this is kind of a side story, I guess. But so I drove the truck. It was a nice truck. I took care of it, but it was a 2001 and it's 2010 or 11. So it's older. And I would write all my uh, workers because I'm a very frugal person. Uh, my wife says I'm cheap. I say I'm frugal. If you pick the word with it. I wanted to get the best deal. And I thought if they thought I had money, that they would try to charge more. So I would always pay people with temporary checks to do stuff. I'd never would get a real checkbook. Look at it. Whatever reason I thought of that and it worked. Really, like I would negotiate with them with my temporary checkbook out about, you know, and it just always worked. You know, part of that was I had this huge nice truck driving up like I own the whole place. You know, maybe you can barely pay my electricity bill. You know, number one, it's only self-serving to make yourself feel good. But two, it's it probably cost me a lot more money to do some of these projects. So you know, I've had a, a taste of um, what I would call some luxury things. You know, I've never had a Ferrari or, or anything to that extreme. But like even just getting a nicer car, so it's kind of like, I mean, it's, okay, I got a nicer car. Okay. You know, I don't, I just don't, I just don't care. I mean, you know, every, either the shirts I wear, these shirts were made for a company or I have actually this exact shirt of every color. They were $3 I bought and that's all I wear. I think I, I remember that when I met you. <laughs> probably, I know you know anything, but a game shirt or a, a exact same shirt with nothing on it, just blank colors. Because it's just, mm-hmm. okay, I go buy 10 Gucci shirts. Why? But, I mean, I don't. I just don't understand some of that. So just be, you know, be patient, but be patient not only with the things that grow, but just put put aside, you know, the the want to look, especially now, I know it's so much worse with social media. Everybody wants to be on vacation, take all these pictures. And it's just, I think it's just disastrous for some people. They're just so obsessed with looking like they have it all together. And if you call me, I'll say, I don't have it all together. I'm trying, (laughs) but it's a constant work in progress. So just be patient with the investments, but be patient with the uh, materialistic things. I don't think there's anything wrong with them. Um, especially if you're doing the tithing and the, or just, you know, giving, you know, for the kingdom in general, but just don't get too caught up in that brand new car, those brand new shoes, you know, phones or what, whatever they are, you know, the iPhone, I don't even know what I have, whatever iPhone I have works just as good as the brand new one. I think the the technical term for that is delayed gratification. There you go. And there you go. 
is a huge, huge issue because I think what's so cool about that is if you do put in the work, if you choose, those things can be available. Um, you know, like I, I like my family to live in a nice house and that's definitely one of the things that, you know, that's what we, if anything, that's where we would put our efforts towards. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I just, um, those are some great stories, man. Some great things to be, um, to share with us. And, and I appreciate it, man. So we want to, uh, you know, I know you're not a, you're a no sense, no nonsense kind of guy, but we do want to use our audience. So if, so people can reach out to you, yeah. um, you know, to let, uh, to let them know what you're doing. And, you know, I think although you seek out mentors, part of our job is also to do some, you know, to be also, you know, trying to help some other people because we never would have gotten where we were if we didn't have our help. Is there any way that can people kind of just check you out? I mean, your Facebook's awesome. You know, your website for gains is super cool. Tell me about, uh, let us know what we can do to, to get your name more out there, man. Yeah, I mean, just I have Instagram and Facebook, and they can message me on those. I'm sure Abby can like put links or something. Yeah. I'm sure that's feasible. It's 2020. <laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised. Yeah, I, I don't, man, I, I don't have as much time now, but I spent a lot of time just, especially the nutrition and weightlifting side, just free advice to people. And I just I felt obligated with so many people that helped me. You know, when I first went to Rockwall, there was a gym to train at, a powerlifting gym. Well, I worked seven days a week. I didn't mention that part about that year everybody died. So we moved in July, seven days a week, not six, not every other seven days a week. And I had an agreement with the guy. I'd be his partner after a year of working every day for a year. Wow. And so I would get off at, I can't remember now, I think it was 6.30 or 7. And we would drive 45 minutes so I could go train. And usually by that time, people are already getting done and wrapping up. And there was a couple guys that stayed there. And help me train, um, which I would not have been able to do with those kind of weights by myself. And so that, to me, was kind of that start of, you know, just, wow, like they could be at home relaxing. They probably don't want to be here. They liked me. We were friends. But like, did they like me enough to stay two hours late? I mean, I guess they did. <laughs> so that was a big deal. So I've always felt kind of just that I want to give that back, whether it's time or information, just to save save people that hassle. Because that 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 meant a ton to me and at the time, being you know twenty two or whatever I was, and with my wife and no kids, I really didn't fully understand what kind of sacrifice they were making, you know, just to stay there and help me out. So yeah, I'm I'm more than willing to give back and give advice. Good. Uh, we'll be expecting the emails rolling in. <laughs> yeah, you'll be your phone will be buzzing. <laughs> so uh, nah, we'll we play. won't put the phone number on there. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe. No, it's kidding. No, we won't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, we'll keep it. We'll keep it professional. Put the email. Put the Instagram. They can check out the face of gains and just see what's all going on with all the real estate. But we're so grateful that you came on the show today, and uh, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, we wish you the best with everything. We look forward to talking again soon, and yeah, it's been a pleasure. And I will leave with saying, um, you know, I've had a lot of kids rent houses. I call them kids. They're college kids. And there's been about, I don't know, hundreds, let's just say hundreds and Abby was one that I told my wife about. I was like, there's something about her. I was like, I, she just, like she's got that. And I probably said this about like two or three at the most. I was like, she's she's got that thing. 
She's like, what are you talking about? I said, it's just, you know, when you meet them, like you just know, like they're going to do something <laughs> big. And I just, I'm telling you, she's, she's got that thing. My wife can remember me saying that when I told her I was going to do this podcast. So <laughs> like, oh, that was what you were talking about. I was like, yeah, that's her. <laughs> that's awesome. Up. Yeah. Thank that is you. Awesome. Yeah. I'll take that. Yep. Thanks a lot. Yep. Maybe me and your son can collab with some YouTube yeah. videos. <laughs> we'll probably love that, so. Seriously. Keep me in mind. Yeah. yeah, take care and God bless. Thank you, Chase. Appreciate it, man.